Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's always my pleasure to have you with me. Uh, we're going to uh, launch right into uh, my first guest today. She is Julia Wench, a f- uh, founder of the Authenticity Guide and contributor to Ford. She's uh, passionate about helping her clients find more fulfillment in their work life by introducing more human connections. The Authenticity Guide is a career coaching firm that focuses on problem solving and solving problems in the business world through a more human-centered approach, utilizing tools like connection, communication, and collaboration. And today we're going to talk about career coaching and connections. Julia, thanks so much for joining me today and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Bill. It's great to be here. It's absolutely my pleasure. Uh, Before we get into the subject matter, I'd love to learn more about you and your background. If could you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, what you've been doing for the last many years and and what brought you to this this area of uh, coaching in your life? Yeah, absolutely. So I am originally a New Yorker, though I like to say I I successfully escaped New York, and now I am based in North Carolina. Uh, And I have had three careers over my life. The first career was in healthcare finance and operations in New York. Um, And then I I left New York to get my MBA at Duke University here in in Durham, North Carolina. And then I launched my second career, which was in the social impact space. So I was doing impact investing and social impact consulting. I was the director of a New York-based social impact consulting firm running the the North Carolina branch. Uh, And then my third career is what I'm doing now and is my true love, which is career and leadership coaching. Wow, that's a lot of careers. <laughs> uh, how do you uh, <laughs> yes. how do you balance your time between between all of those issues? You sound like a very busy person. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I am busy, but when you're busy doing things that um, you love, it feels more energizing than draining. But um, but I, I do have to uh, have rules about when I cut off. Uh, because as you very well know, when you're an entrepreneur, there is no going home time. Nobody gives you PTO. Uh, you have to give it to yourself. And so it's, it's a lot of permission and it's a lot of boundaries, which I've had to be- become very good at. Well, that's, uh, yeah, when you're busy doing something you love, it doesn't feel busy. I understand that. So let's talk about um, career coaching and connections. What is the importance, Julia, of human connection in the business world today? Yeah, so connection is absolutely everything in the business world. Um, So 
literally everything is connection and likability is everything. And when I think of human connection, I really think about reciprocal relationships. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. Even if you're using robots to move boxes, businesses are made of people. And human connections are your network. And so that network will take you further than you could ever get on your own. Um, and I like to say your network is like an investment portfolio. It will pay dividends when you least expect it. So stay in touch with the people you know. Stay on people's radar. And when I say human connection, by the way, Bill, I, I don't just mean human connection externally. I also mean the connection that we have within ourselves, which is the ability to engage in introspection, the ability to understand what energizes us and what drains us the ability to understand what our gifts are and what we're not good at and own those things. And so it's both an external connection with other human beings, but also an internal connection with ourselves. We're in a, a day and age when um, people value connections, I think probably even more, but it's, it's difficult to connect with people. It's hard to see if somebody's smiling if they're wearing a mask and it's hard to hear, you know, it's hard to see if, if someone's really engaged on a Zoom screen these days. How has uh, this uh, situation we find ourselves in with COVID um, impacted the, the uh, type of connections that people can have and what can they do to connect uh, better today? Yeah, so you're absolutely right that COVID has made connections feel really difficult. Isolation is real. Um, you know, people are, are having more time to think, which on, on the one hand is a good thing because they're able to identify that they might be in a position where they're just sort of existing and not thriving. And this time might be great for certain people to engage with someone like a coach or a therapist, or some kind of accountability partner to stay on track. But, I, you know, the other side of that coin is that we're human beings and we're mammals and we need connection to be completely fulfilled. And Zoom <clears throat> oftentimes doesn't fill that void completely. And so I would encourage people to really listen to their bodies and honor what they need. And so that might be cutting out in the middle of the workday to connect with nature. It might be uh, calling a, an old friend um, and, and just taking those 30 minutes once a week to intentionally connect. But I think the one word I would really lead with here is intentionality. And so while we <clears throat> pre-COVID, um, many of us were kind of rote and commuting and not questioning uh, much of what, of what was just kind of going on day to day, now we, we must be intentional about seeking out those connection points. And when you say be intentional about uh, seeking out connection points, great point. How do we, how do we do that? You mentioned, you know, take time, uh, set aside some time for connecting with people. Um, you know, I think part of it is a lot of our listeners are in the business world, and they're almost um, they're they're kind of in two camps. If their business is doing well, um, they almost don't want to talk to someone who's not doing well. They have what would you call it, survivor's guilt, um, and others um, that, aren't, that aren't doing well and they don't want to hear about somebody who is doing well. How do we find an equal ground to connect in, a situ in this kind of a situation, do you think? Uh, what are some of the things we could talk about instead? Yeah, I think we all have things 
to learn from one another, Bill. And I think um, in the communities that we're already a part of, leading with empathy is always the right way to build community and connection. And so if you're a business who is thriving in, in spite of or in light of COVID, perhaps you have wisdom that you could pass along to other folks who aren't doing well. Um, if, if you're not doing well and um, that's okay, there's communities um, of folks who are struggling. And I think talking is really important um, and building community. And, you know, back to my earlier comment about how networking and your network pays dividends when you least expect it. This is a prime time to invest in those networking connections because when we come out of this, I think there's a lot of uncertainty about what the world is going to look like. And if you can lend a listening ear, lend a helping hand, um, I, I believe that that will pay off later. That's great. That's great information. Great, great uh, tips for our listeners. I think everyone is uh, in a different stage these days. It's, it's very interesting talking to, to different people who are, um, trying to figure out their way with communication. So what type of person would you recommend career coaching to, Julia? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think the first big answer is that career coaching isn't just for people who are looking for a job. It can also be career development coaching, which is more where I sit. Um, but I would say if any of the following resonate, you're, you're someone who's going to want to look into career coaching. So maybe you want to learn new strategies for networking or connecting with others. Maybe you struggle with confidence or you, you suffer from imposter syndrome. You want to build more leadership skills, but you aren't sure where the starting line is, where to begin. Um, you, you do need some sort of professional change, but you don't know what that looks like and you could use some guidance. Um, or really you just need someone on your team to help you navigate change or indecision. Those are all really valid reasons uh, to, to find a career coach. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of our listeners who are at a stage of life where they want to maybe um, they've, they've done uh, or they've been doing what they've been doing for a long time and they probably had their head down and didn't understand or realize what all is might be available out there to them now that might not have been available 10, uh, 15, 20 years ago. Um, when, yeah. when, you, when you talk to folks about that, um, what are some of their, what are some of their, uh, what's some of their feedback where they are saying, you know, I didn't know that was out there. What, what are some of the aha moments that uh, the people that you work with um, learn about? I do have a couple of clients who are in their 60s and are navigating career pivots. And it's, um, it's really kind of an, an incredible age uh, to consider a pivot or a transition. And I think the biggest aha moment for cohorts that I coach in that age are, I didn't know I could monetize my passion. <laughs> I think there was such a focus on earning a steady income and, and being sort of, I'm using air quotes here, but sensible. Um, and so I think I teach many people, but um, especially probably many of your listeners, that you can engage in your passion and find ways to monetize it. That's huge. That's, that is a, um, you know, it used to be, uh, and I've talked to a lot of people over the years, they would think, well, when I get older, maybe I'll um, 
be this, you know, for the for the men out there, maybe I'll be a starter at the golf course. That was the dream job for many, right? That's <laughs> it, ideal. But there's only so many people that they they need for that type of work. Um, and then for others, they would think, well, maybe I'll volunteer. Um, maybe, and, and it's always dependent. You know, there's a lot of people retiring these days that still need additional income and would, would really benefit from additional income. So monetizing your passion. I love that um, concept. What are some of the ways that they can uh, do that? I mean, that's, that's really interesting. Well, I think maybe the best way is to just give you an example of a client I was working with recently and she uh, is a realtor and came to me because uh, she lacked passion in her daily life. She found that she was kind of getting through each day rather joylessly, which um, was upsetting and she felt really stuck. And actually in our work together, she rediscovered an old passion uh, of a love of writing children's books. And through our work together, she restarted that business of writing children's books and um, now is, is really engaged in that activity and feels a light in her life and a creative outlet that she lacked for many, many years. So I think that's just one example of, of what are really infinite examples of how to um, translate a passion into something monetizable. That's really great. So uh, what advice would you give to someone who's unhappy with their work life? How do they kind of discover what their passion might be? Maybe they don't know. I have two pieces of advice for anyone who's unhappy with their work life. The first piece of advice is start by engaging in introspection, which is, is thinking, just time, blank space to think. And the second is to write. The, the power of putting pen to paper is absolutely enormous in terms of the data about what we know when we write and how things get memorialized in our brains. So that's kind of the the first activity. So engage in introspection and write. The second piece of advice I would have is to find an impartial guide. And, and the key word here is impartial. So it's not your spouse. It's not your friend. Uh, when you're unhappy, it's clear that there's a blockage for you and that you're stuck and you're unable to get out of the mud on your own or with the current resources at your disposal. Otherwise, you would have done it already, right? Um, and so unhappiness doesn't happen overnight. I believe that, that this is most often a gradual process that, that happens over time. And so I think people are afraid to reach out for help and accountability, but that's most often what they need. And it's okay if you don't know what the solution could be. Um, maybe you need to change jobs, sure, but maybe you need to volunteer more in the community. Maybe you need to engage more in hobbies. Maybe you need better work-life boundaries. Um, and and I would advise you to get someone to guide you on that journey. Excellent. And um, when you first engage with people who are unsure about what their passion might be um, and, and they engage you to guide them, wh what are some of the first steps? How are, are you like a psychologist trying to get back into their mm. mind to a happy place? How, how does it, <laughs> how does it work? So I'm definitely not a psychologist, and I, I lead with that. I'm not a mental health professional, but I, I really appreciate the way you framed that question, Bill, because I get a lot of people who come to me and are terrified because they think I'm going to ask them the question, so what is your passion? 
And the reason they're terrified about that question is because they don't innately know the answer to that. And so I want to start by just saying there's no shame in not innately knowing what your passion is. Many people don't know that innately. And so part of my job is to help pull that out. And so, yeah, so it's initially it's, um, I have a custom questionnaire and a personality assessment that I work through with clients on an initial uh, uh, engagement together. And it's a lot about asking questions related to, you know, what are, what are projects or activities you've done in the past that have absolutely energized you when you felt like you were just kind of injecting caffeine into your veins when you were doing this activity, right? So it's paying attention to the energy in your body and getting people from what they already know, memories they already hold, to re-engage with things that excited them. And then we establish themes and we distill findings. Um, and we, we quite literally tie those themes and findings to tangible activities, careers, um, and, and activities. So there's a lot of, a lot of um, discussion, questions, um, thinking back, um, not necessarily uh, psychology, but like you say, a lot of people don't know um, passion is, and uh, if they can discover that, they might find out that there's a way to uh, do it in some way, shape, or form through, um, uh, in some cases, what I found is that a lot of people don't realize how much on the how much uh, consulting advice so, so if your passion mm. is being a, a technical uh there are a lot of consulting based websites out there uh and where people are looking for uh just your your bit of expertise um there's a tremendous amount of opportunity out there as i think what we're getting at julie and it's it's important for someone to kind of have a, have a guide to understand what's out there and how it would match up with what their passion is. So you have an you have something uh, an online course I take it right where people can also um, learn from the internet and, and go through a course. How does that work? Yeah, that's right. And I actually have a deal for your listeners, Bill. And so my online course is called Maximizing Your Potential at Work and in Life. And you can find that by going to my website, which is my name, J-U-L-I-A-W-U-E-N-C-H.com, and head over to the resources tab, and that will take you to my online school. When you go to the course, Maximizing Your Potential at Work and in Life, use code EXITCOACH, all one word, and that will take the price of the course, uh, which is normally $99, down to $20 for your listeners. Wow, that's quite a discount. We really appreciate that. I think that would be a very interesting exercise for those of you who are stuck at home, <laughs> wondering, you know, what what you're going to do uh, with with the rest of your life, and um, especially a lot of our our business owner listeners out there are saying, you know, if if I had a passion, if I could explore a new passion or tap into what my passion is, um, I might uh, move towards exiting my business that much sooner. So we find that that's yeah. a very valuable. Very valuable thing for people to understand, Julie, and um, you're, you you laid it out so well here. I really appreciate that, and I hope our listeners will get in touch with you. Go on your website, take the course, use the code to get the discount. And I'd also love to um, explore uh, in the future uh, going deeper on some of these topics with you because, again, the first interview, we just kind of scratched the surface on this. But there's a lot to this topic. And uh, I, I would look forward to you coming back on and, and sharing some more information with our listeners in the future if you'd be so inclined to do so. 
I would welcome the opportunity to come back, Bill, and not only because your uh, elevator weight music was so jazzy and lovely, um, but, but because I did genuinely enjoy chatting with you. We have elevator weight music? I, that's okay. All right. Well, I'll have to listen sometime. Thank you so much, Julia. It's very high quality. Thank you, Bill. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.